This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Bite Size History with the Saints. everyone, it's Megan. And it's Bradley. So this week we're going to talk about the recipe from last week, which was Hawaii. Yeah, and um, sorry about not doing the podcast. That was actually my fault. <laughs> so last week with it being, you know, Thanksgiving and everything, um, one, we just lost track of time last week. And then two, I forgot that I have to take my, med- uh, my medication injection took place on Thanksgiving itself. Thanksgiving itself. So that kind of threw everything out of whack. And then, you know, I don't feel great after I take the injection um, for a couple of days. So not to mention he was mentally preparing to be a guest on another podcast because that's what he's doing to me. He's abandoning me for not, other people. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not abandoning you for anybody. I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> By the way, I need to go get some milk. Oh, gee. Yeah. He, um, he has been a guest on a true crime podcast now twice. Yeah, and I, I honestly love it. I love the people there. They, uh, Beefy and Alistair are amazing. Uh, Boat Noir Radio yeah. is the name. So if you want to, uh, they're on YouTube and Spotify. Um, I did a podcast with them about Vlad the Impaler. That was on Halloween, well, around Halloween. And then the last one we did was on the Thanksgiving Day murder. Murder. Murderer. <laughs> you need love catching the murderers then. Those murderers. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a bit out of our wheelhouse. Yeah, but... It's it, still fun, though. It was still fun. And I honestly look forward to coming back. I've given them um, some sources. Yeah. So if they, uh, for a, you know, old... Kansas murder. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I've... Uh, I did that last week. Last week was just busy. It was a it was a pretty chaotic week, to be fair. But the no recording on Thanksgiving that was my fault, and I am 
I am sorry. But besides that, uh, we did make a recipe last Sunday. Yeah. Um, oh, and if you hear any like sounds, uh, Archeo Baby is currently in here with us. He's playing. So um, sorry about that. He doesn't nap anymore. He only feels rage. <laughs> so uh, the Hawaiian recipe. So one of the first things, we were really excited to do Hawaii, mostly because we've never done it before. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of hilarious because like, I expected certain ingredients to be present that weren't. And then some of the ones that we could have used, I disregarded originally because I was like, oh, this was imported, ignoring the fact of who did the importing. <laughs> um, bananas would have been totally fine because the Polynesians brought the bananas. That's the thing. When... When the Polynesians, you know, set out across the sea to find new lands, they had to bring food with them because those sea voyages were not short. You know, it's not like they were out there for half an hour and then went, oh, yay, new land. <laughs> These things would be, you know, days, weeks, and they had to bring everything that they needed with them. So they brought pigs, they brought fruits, they brought some vegetables. And then when they got to the land, they didn't know what food was going to be there. So, you know, you have to bring stuff that you can take and hopefully be able to grow so you can live. And, you know. Hawaii's got great soil, so it's... No, it's volcanic soil. Yeah. So and if you want to learn more about volcanic soil, go check out the uh, Brad's Labs on uh, the uh, Pompeii video I did. I do talk about volcanic soils in that video. Cross promotion. <laughs> so yeah, that um, it definitely it it made the recipe really easy, but also kind of difficult to plan out because in my head I was so determined to have like pineapple soaked ham <laughs> and one rum ham, rum ham, <laughs> and one pineapples weren't there for a while until the Dole company arrived. <laughs> uh, like good old-fashioned oil barons of food production. Yeah. Uh, literally, we might sometime do a history on uh, Dole for the uh, Patreon-exclusive videos. Yeah. Because that stuff is wild. It might have to be either a multi-part or just a longer video. Yeah. But there's a lot of crazy. Yeah, it's uh, there's actually a um, oh gosh, it was a podcast series that was about um utopias. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the name of that podcast? So small break. I double checked. It was Three Lines. And um, there doesn't either. She didn't find it, or it's just mentioned in one of the podcasts. But uh check it out it's honestly a lot of fun i say through lines is a fantastic podcast series if you've never listened to it um they basically take modern events and then go through the entire history of it yeah and a lot of this is in no way affiliated affiliated <laughs> affiliated with them yeah i was gonna say i feel like we've been uh plugging a lot of podcasts <laughs> well you know i've got one more podcast to plug and then uh so it's when we were being forced into city center uh, there was this cafe there that, you know, they honestly made life a lot better for me during the day. They, uh, you know, talked to me and whatnot, but there's two people there that they do a podcast called Think Queerly. And, you know, check them out. They're on YouTube. They uh, 
they've got five episodes, six episodes now. And it's just two friends just bantering. I'm say they're super nice. Yeah, I highly recommend checking them out. They they honestly made the city center ordeal much much better. <laughs> well, nice. See, this is the thing. This is kind of one of the the fun parts about what we do is we get to kind of create a community. <laughs> yeah, that was adorable. Um, we get to create a community with so many amazing people, and it's it's one of those kind of things that like I don't think we could have done before doing all this content creation. No, and that's a, you know, a little side tangent, and then we'll get back to why. But when we started all this up, I, you know, you see the bigger channels, and they have other big channels as their friends, and it's like. Do they all start off at the same time? Because, you know, we're starting off and, you know, like Meet Me in Dreamland, uh, Blot Noir Radio, the Think Queerly podcast. You know, they're all small. And it's like, well, did, you know, those huge channels grow up with the other channels? Or was it, you know, they were noticed by another channel? But, like, having these other small channels and having that community where we all just kind of work together to get to, you know, monetization. It's, re- it's really nice. Some good commis- uh, commiseration from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's one of those kind of things that, like, it it definitely makes the creation process a lot easier to know that, like, you're not the only one. You sometimes feel like you're screaming into a void. Yeah. I and mean, that's the thing is that the creation process of content it's long it's grueling you do it because you enjoy it um much like my actual profession (laughs) (laughs) because you know you don't make any money from it for a long while and it's just you you stick with it you keep going through and eventually you know maybe you'll make some money and you know we both brad's labs and dining through time do have some patrons Mm -hmm. and we love you guys. Yes. You guys, honestly, it, it, it's always nice to see that people actually want to take and see what we're doing and want to help support what we're doing. So I can't thank you guys enough. I don't know how much of a crossover there is between Brad's Labs and Dining Through Time, but... Uh, I think I think there is dependent on like... Yeah, because... Dying Through Time has a very specific market. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I could see both groups being it, people who are history history interested, who are wanting to find out something that they may not have ever known before. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole point of the two channels. Yeah. But speaking of things that they may not have known before, let's go back and talk more about Hawaii. Yeah. So one of the things with Hawaii that, you know, was kind of interesting to me was they because like every culture has foods that are tied to a certain class and such the hawaiians though had specifically rules over what gender could involve could like have certain foods and such which isn't uncommon no there's a lot of cultures out there that they have rules scart regarding food because food is an important part of our you know day to day and having it you know gender specific is not uncommon. Yeah, the Hawaiians believe that women shouldn't have high fat foods. 
So they weren't allowed to have pig and stuff unless it was like a very specific time period. Um, They were limited on certain ingredients that they could have. Um, It was mostly just due to this principle they had that women shouldn't be eating high fat foods. Uh, And that, of course, is how we start the patriarchy. (laughs) I thought it would be on with horses, but this shows what I know. We rewatched the Barbie movie this weekend. Oh, such a good movie. Uh, I love that movie. But so the big thing is it it goes back to the idea that like certain foods were gender specific and celebratory. Kind of like what we do for like holidays. Like most people don't eat a whole turkey. But I mean, if you do and and you can eat a whole turkey by yourself, then that's something I kind of want to watch. It it just sounds like. Mm, Sounds disgusting. It sounds disgusting. But the morbid curiosity, especially, you know, like, because then that means you have to like both kinds of meat. You have to like the the white meat and the dark meat. I don't know of anybody. You're either on one side of the fence or the other. And, you know, it's like for me, yeah, going through the dark meat, nice, juicy, moist, get through that thing like crazy. But like when you get to the, you know, turkey breast, it's dry. It's not great. I love the turkey breast. Yeah, because you're just, bleh. <laughs> but, you know, change it aside. If you eat a whole turkey, let us know in the comments. <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm talking like a family-sized turkey, <laughs> not like a little chick. Could you even, like, I feel like that'd be like the veal of... I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody out there... Probably. You know, they, uh, they probably own a turkey farm or something like that. Oh, I feel so weird. So... Owning a turkey farm? No. <laughs> eating, like... A baby cherry. Baby turkeys. Yeah. Uh, so moving forward, that's really kind of the big thing with Hawaii. Well, um, so we were talking about, sorry, we've had a power outage. Yeah. So. This has been, this has been a uh, a podcast. Yeah. First it was the little one wanting to join in and then we had a power outage. So it's been a little bit of a struggle, but you were talking about foods being you know, for celebrations and whatnot. Yeah. And when it comes to like pregnant women, oftentimes in cultures, pregnant women will get first choice of food. Yeah. Because you want to take and make sure the mother is healthy and that the baby is going to be healthy. So oftentimes we'll see that, you know, there's a whole nother set of rules that govern when a woman is pregnant. There's also some cultures where specifically right after a woman's had a baby, they restrict them to... They don't leave their bed and you bring them food. Yeah. Not Western culture. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Culture. No. Nope. Here it's, you know, hey, you popped a baby out, get back to work. <laughs> because capitalism, yay. Because, you know, that company's totally going to fold if they let one person take maternity leave. The wheel grinds for no one. The wheel stops for no one. There we go. Yeah. It's supposed to say it grinds everybody down to the bone and spits us out and then sits there and goes, well, why doesn't anybody take and want to work? <laughs> well, I don't know. You're making me live in a city I can't afford. You're underpaying me. And then you sit there and tell me I should be grateful that you're doing all of that? Nah. Every week this goes from food to broad anti-capitalism. <laughs> well, okay. You want, me, you want me to tie this back into food? Go to the grocery store, especially here in Canada. For some reason, Canada has gotten astronomically expensive when it comes to food. You know, it used to be you go to the store, you buy a few items and, you know, maybe $50. Like, we went to the grocery store, bought necessities, things that we had to have, six items, and it came out to $110. Six items. And it wasn't like, you know... Huge, big items, not like, you know, going and buying a turkey. It was just little staple foods that we needed. And there's no reason that it should cost me $110 to buy food that I need to survive. It's not like I can sit there and just go, ah, you know what, I'm going to spend the next three years not eating. That's not a choice we have. But because the government allows capitalism to run rampant, it allows all of these food manufacturers and these grocery store owners to sit there and jack prices up because now all of a sudden their profits are just going through the roof. People are starving and the government's just going, yeah, but they're paying me more than you're paying me. So, you know, you're just going to have to take and figure it out. Have, have, have you tried going to the food bank? And that's not an option. No, that's not that's not an answer. The answer is that the government needs to step in and go, hey, you know, I'm getting ready to use a couple of curse words here, so I need to slow down yeah, a little bit. He needs to he needs to take a breather. But the government needs to step in and go, hey, you know what? Your record profits aren't worth people starving to death on the street. So, you know, not everybody has a garden that they can take and tend to. It's you know, people live in apartment buildings. You can't exactly sit there and start farming in your apartment building. It might get your lease canceled. <laughs> but it's becoming an issue that, you know, food is something that is integral. We have to have it. It's like water. One of the things I absolutely loved about living in Ireland was water was considered a human right. So you cannot be charged for water. And to be honest with you, that's the way it should be everywhere. I should not get charged for something I have to have. And I understand, you know, like paying money for food because the farmers have to get paid. The people that are transporting the food have to get paid. That's fine. But when the owners of these companies that are jacking up the prices on the food and then paying the people that transport the food less and less and paying the farmers even less than that and then sitting there going, well, you know what? I just took and made another $4 billion last year. How much did you guys make? And they look at the farmer and the farmer goes, I can barely afford to feed myself. 
because you're not paying me enough for this. But the farmer can't do anything because that's the only life the farmer's known. And it's not exactly easy just to transition jobs. So maybe we need to take and stop putting profits ahead of people and start putting people ahead of profits. I'm sorry. That was beautiful. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. It goes back to this idea of just simply we have we all need to eat and we have it all wrapped up into this. Not to mention also when you make farmers make decisions based profits, that's how we end up having a situation where we just produce corn or, you know, have another dust bowl. Exactly. Anybody from the Midwest can tell you all about the Dust Bowl. Yeah. We learned about it in school. If you don't know about it, maybe I'll do a video on it. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah. But that's the thing, is that this massive amount of profits doesn't help. And, you know, it could be argued, well, you can survive three weeks without food. Should you? But that's not an answer. Especially especially in a time a time period where we have so much food that it goes to waste. Yeah. I mean, you literally got grocery stores throwing food out because it, it nobody can afford to buy it. So, you know, maybe I, and, you know, I'm just going to do a hot take and I'm not going to sit there and say I endorse this. But those people that are going to the grocery stores and are taking food because they need to survive, I don't blame them. I'm not saying you should do it, but I'm not saying I blame you either. If it's for survival then, you know, you got to do what you have to do. You have to eat. And as long as, you know, the government makes it harder and harder for people to have in-city farms, like, you know, where we're living right now, we can't have chickens. No. We can't have any livestock. And, you know, we can do a little garden plot, but the government has made it so hard for people just to survive because the people that are profiting off of all of it are paying the government large sums of money to continue to allow them to profit off of it. And the government just sits there and goes, well, why do we have so many starving homeless people? This just doesn't make sense. As there's buildings sitting empty and could be used as, you know, new residences. And, you know, it's like Toronto here, rent is skyrocketing. You know, you can't take... Inside Toronto City Center, it's like $3,000 for a one-bedroom in, like, studio. And it's gotten so bad here that people are now starting to share online, you can rent the other half of my bed. And I am not making that up. People are literally putting a half of a bed onto, you know, Facebook Marketplace and whatnot for, like, $650 a month. Because nobody can afford to live here. And then the government sits there and goes, well, that's not our problem. You chose to live here. And the companies do the same thing. But the companies are the ones that are forcing us to live here. You know what? I I, I got to stop. He's got to calm down. I got to stop. This is already 20 minutes in. We haven't even talked about what's next. I was going to say. <laughs> so this weekend, we're going to be in South America. This is the last of the autumn recipes. Um, so you might be asking yourself, technically, autumn doesn't end until December. Well, what do you technically, um, autumn has already ended in South America. Yes, because also equator. Um, <laughs> so we have a hemisphere issue. They be in the spring now. Yeah. But there's also, so you may have noticed when we kicked this off, we kicked off the autumn in early September. Well, that would have still been technically the summer. So we're just kind of doing this at our own pace. Well, I ba- I'm blaming it on Starbucks. In fairness, living here in Canada, the... 
weather is different. Like right now, it, it's flurrying outside. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's almost December. But, you know, that we're still in the autumn. Yeah. But like all of our harvest is already done because, you know, you got to get it off the ground before that first frost. And we had our first frost a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But the idea of autumn, summer, spring, all of that, those are man-made constructs. At the end of the day, we created those to help define our year. And the weather doesn't care about our calendar. No. You know, we know when the planting season is. We know when the harvesting season is. And we know when the, you know, food's going to be sparse and when food's going to be plentiful. We have, you know, literally thousands upon thousands of years of empirical evidence for that. (laughs) (laughs) So the idea of autumn is just something that we as humans have created to help ourselves define the world around. It's a state of mind. It is, especially for, you know, scarfed white women standing outside of a Starbucks. It's just how how I want to live my life. I know you do. So... As your boots that you have literally smell like pumpkin spice. Off topic, uh, the, the baby decided that it wanted my croissant and lunged for it. And in the time period, spilt my iced coffee all over everything. So now a good portion of our kitchen area smells of pumpkin spice, including my boots that were there. Um, I have washed them, but they still smell. So my child is very basic. (laughs) So yes. Just hungry. Just hungry. Really, he just wants croissants. He doesn't want any of his own food. He wants croissants. Yeah. (laughs) Bougie baby. So South America, though, we're going there for the autumn. Yep. And I think what you're going to find with South America is that it's a lot of food that we've already eaten. Yeah. And it's it's going to be it's going to be really nice because we I'm not going to pick a specific location in South America. It's just going to be South America so that we can utilize all of the ingredients that we, you know, went through with last year or in the spring. Sometime. I'm trying to remember when we lasted South America. It wasn't that it's long been ago. Blur. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's the, you know, South America, a lot of the foods that we take for granted that's where they originated. Mm-hmm. Potatoes, tomatoes. Pineapples. No. Brett does not want the pineapple. No, I hate pineapple with fiery passion. <laughs> pineapple, I never acquired a taste for it. I don't know what it is, but I hate pineapple. I can tell you right now, we're also not using papaya in this house ever again. Yeah, I... Papaya was an experience that I don't want to repeat. It was so bad. It smells horrendous. It does not taste great. Uh, I just... It's like kangaroo. We won't We won't have that. Yeah. You know, it's. I'm glad that we had it. Glad we tried it. Never again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to get that put together and we'll be live this weekend. So I hope you enjoy it. What do you mean live? Like it's going to... Oh, it sounded like you were like, we were going to live stream it. (laughs) And I was just like, I don't think I'm ready for that. That sounds so stressful. Yeah. No. We don't have the setup for that. No. Oh, my God. You guys have to listen to Arcia Baby, like, screeching. Yeah. As I'm trying to cook. Every 10 minutes, us switching so she can feed him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. (laughs) No, 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 no. So, yeah, it's going to be posted on Sunday. There we go. 
So yeah, that's that's really it for this week. We're just continuing going forward and getting ramped up for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, little by little. So Yeah. Yeah. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. Don't forget to take and head over to Patreon, check out the exclusive videos there on Brad's Labs and on Dining Through Time. Well, and also if you like our podcast, please share it. Yeah. Leave a review on iTunes. You know. Just take and show show that, you know, you did listen to it. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a word and you're gonna write that word in the comments. All right. And that word is papaya. <laughs> now, I don't want you to look up how to spell papaya. I just want you to spell it. Cause to be honest with you, I don't know how to spell it. Don't no, don't give them tips. I was just gonna say it's hilarious the dyslexic is like, listen, spell papaya. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, granted, I give you any word to spell, you probably could spell it and I would just be like, No. <laughs> it it would come out, you know, phonetically and probably missing letters and But yeah. If you've made it this far through the podcast, comment papaya. That's how we know you listened. Yeah. It's like homework. Yeah, it is. So you guys have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.